1: Hello, and welcome to episode 147 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. I am getting back into the swing of things. I was away on honeymoon for two and a half weeks with my husband of now a year and a half, but we were in Peru for a couple of weeks, and it was so much fun. I hope you're following along on Instagram, because I tried to post as much as I could without being too attached to my phone, but it was a really great trip. And if you've ever wanted to go to Peru or never even thought about going to Peru, I highly, highly recommend it. The whole country was beautiful. We had met great people, amazing food, beautiful views. And yeah, that's all I can say about it for now. I'll share a lot more um, as as the trip continues to integrate. And I just have more things to share about what I saw and what I learned. But for now, just know that you should totally, totally go. And I'm also just really grateful to be in your earbuds, because I know there's a lot of really awesome podcasts out there, and I don't take it lightly that you're tuning into this show. So if this show has helped you, whether this is your first episode, or if you've been with me since episode one, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to leave a quick rating or a review. All you have to do is just scroll down on your iTunes app on your phone until you see some stars, and then click the stars, and um, and then if you have an extra 30 seconds, you can live... I leave a quick review and I would just be so grateful. It really helps to grow the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what I'm really excited about is this month I am hosting my first ever get over your ex challenge. So one of my favorite Christmas stories, and again, I'm Jewish, but I freaking love all things Christmas. Uh, But one of my favorite stories is um, Christmas story and Scrooge and all I just love that story. And, you know, I was thinking ghosts from Christmas past. And I was just thinking about that story, like getting excited for the holidays. And I was like, wait, exes from relationship past or ghosts from relationship past, like, oh, gosh, this time of year is really awesome. I love this time of year. It's magical There's sparkling lights, there's Christmas cookies, there's presents, there's Yummy scents and everything like that, but it can also be a really challenging time of year for a lot of people. It can be really hard to see a lot of engagement engagement announcements on your Facebook or Instagram feeds. I know that was really true for me. It was also really hard. It just seems like you know there's all these couples coming out of nowhere, like doing all these really cute Christmassy things, like ice skating outside and going to the zoo lights. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm single. My life sucks. And like, I don't actually believe that or believed that. But during this time of year, it's definitely easy to go down that thought train. And I know I've definitely been down that thought train before. And I don't think that your Christmas season or your holiday season has to feel like that, no matter what your relationship status is. And especially if there is someone in your life that you feel like you just really need to leave that in the past so that you can start 2019 on the right foot. So whether you're going through a very recent breakup or you're going through Um, situation where you just can't get over someone and it ended years ago or months ago or whatever, and for some reason you're stuck on it or hung up on it, then I really hope you you will join me for my brand new and totally free Get Over Your Ex challenge. We're starting really soon at the time of this recording. So if you're listening to this within a few days of it being released, please don't delay. We're starting on Monday, December 10th. So all you have to do is head over again to veronicagrant.com forward slash get over your ex. And there you can sign up for the challenge for free. We've got a private Facebook group so you get lots of support from me and the community and that's where I'll be sharing daily your five steps to get over an X. So it's a five-day challenge, one step a day and trust me, they're totally doable as long as you are willing to put anywhere between five and 30 minutes a day just for this one week to help you get over an X then I promise you will make huge strides on moving past the relationship that you need to move past so that you can start 2019 on the right foot and really create the space to call in your perfect for you person next year. So again, I will give you that link one more time, veronicagrant.com forward slash get over your ex. And I will also put that link in the show notes. So you can just go there and click straight to that page on your phone and sign up. All right, so on to today's episode. I'm super excited. So my caller, Nicole, she has been doing all the work. She's been working with therapists. She's been doing inner child work. She's even in the Love Action Tribe, just doing all the things, but she's still really frustrated because she's still attracting narcissists. So she feels like she must be doing something wrong or she's missing something or she has to be doing something else in order to not be attracting these narcissists that obviously she doesn't want to be with. And she's even at a point where she knows... like she knows like from the beginning, yeah, this person's not really who I want to be with. Um, but because of some past insecurities and past beliefs around what it means to get love and the way the world works, she's continuing to save the, the person because ultimately she doesn't trust herself to leave the relationship um, to make space for what she is really wanting to call in. So here's the thing, like, Why you might be doing all the work and nothing's changing, to be honest, I don't know for each individual person without hopping on the phone for at least 20 minutes and asking some questions and really popping the hood to see what's really going on. So, obviously, Nicole and I had an opportunity to do that because she came onto the podcast. So, I want you to know that there could be a lot of different little nuanced reasons why something may not be clicking or you might not be moving in the direction um, that you want to be moving in quite yet. But I do think that listening to my conversation with Nicole will definitely give you some ideas because some of the things we talk about are going to be very specific to her and her life experience. But some are also just going to be things that I've seen all over the place. You know, my audience tends to be Very very high functioning, smart, highly intellectual women, and so because of that, that leads to some similar patterning that I've seen among a lot of women in this community. So listen to the podcast or to our coaching call, and then make sure you listen to uh, the end of the show after after Nicole and I hang up because in in the recap I'm going to actually go through the four big reasons that I find a lot of women find themselves doing all the work, but nothing's really changing, and I. I'm guessing that for 80 to 90% of you, you will be able to relate to at least one of those, if not more of those reasons why you are doing the work, but nothing's changing. You're still attracting narcissists or guys who want sex, or you're not attracting anyone or whatever it is. So enjoy my conversation with Nicole. And I also just want to let you know that I would love to hear from you on what questions you have from this episode, what insights, what um, just any thoughts you want to share with me. And the best place to do that is over on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Veronica E Grant. So just type that in your search bar, come find me, comment on any one of my photos, or you can also send me a DM and just let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what your questions are and bonus points. If you let me know what action step you're going to take as a result from listening to this episode, I love, love connecting with you all there. So please do that. And I love just hearing from you, um, you know, what you think about the show, what you liked, what's been helpful, what more questions you have so that I can really cater this show to fit exactly what you need and not just, you know, be playing some guesswork for my little, my little com HQ lab here in Denver, Colorado. All right, without any further ado, let's get to my conversation with Nicole. Hi, Nicole, welcome to the show. How can I help you today? Oh, hi,
2: Veronica. Um, I just um, have some questions about doing all the work um, and it just doesn't, I don't see a great translation into my life. So um, I guess my question is around, like, what happens when you when you do the work and you don't necessarily um, see that transpiring into, um, like, meeting someone, like, I'm, I'm struggling even to meet men as just friends, let alone developing anything more. Yeah. So that's, I, yeah, that's my question.
1: <laughs> okay. I love this question. This is a, this is a, this is a great question. I'm really excited to dive in with you to see what's going on. So my, my next question is, what do you call doing the work? So let's just get really clear on definitions. So we're on the same page, So what is doing the work?
2: Okay, so um, very intensely for the last three years I have done um, major work on Mm -hmm. um, self-esteem, self-worth, a lot of inner child work. I've done three years of um, inner child work and shadow inner child work, um, (laughs) counselling group, psychologists, um, like, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in that area because, I, you know, I did have a, um, a, you know, a major incident happened three years ago and literally I had to be put back together again. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, yeah, it's sort of like over three years later and I just feel like I've done all this work on myself um, and I still haven't met anyone <laughs> but not just a partner but um, you know even men as friends and and I still seem to be attracting and having that energetic attraction to um, people with narcissistic tendencies so mm-hmm. um, yeah like I you know I've I always say I've had narcissist number one. Well, I've just finished with narcissist number two um, to (laughs) to a lot lesser degree.
1: Let me ask you this. Why do you think, like if you had to guess, I know this is your question, right? And so I'm going to have you get to the bottom of it. But if you just had to take a wild guess, why do you think um, you're still attracting narcissists?
2: Um, The last one in particular, I actually felt a very strong energetic attraction to like Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of felt like I knew him and I felt very comfortable with him, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I sort of thought that was a good thing but talking now, maybe it's not. (laughs) Um, Hearing myself speak about that, maybe that's not such a good thing. Um, Yeah, so and I always feel like I can, I can help, you know, um, but I, I I mean, I do help for work. Like I get paid to help people at work. So, um, yeah, but I guess it just sort of, that, that is what happens for me. I, yeah, I just feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. So it seems like there's still like the people pleaser tendency coming out though. Is that, is that right?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely um have picked men that are projects, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, what you and getting- I guess I've always just had that need to sort of help other people. Um, Where did yeah. that come from? Um, I think that came from uh, a lot to do with my early upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. And I've really sort of um, uh, focused on on that with through the meditations and things like that in the tribe. Um, and I did pinpoint that to a place where um, like I was quite abused by my father and even when he would hurt himself or something like that, I would still want him to be okay. I would still try and help. Um, and so for me, I, I feel like it's like even people that hurt me, I still want to help them
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, Um, because that kept you safe when you were younger, even though your father hurt you, there's probably a part of you that thought, well, if I help him, if he's hurt or needs something in whatever way, then maybe Mm -hmm. he will love me. Maybe he won't hurt me anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a core wound, correct? Yeah. And that's something that has played out and it's unresolved throughout your life and it's showing up in your romantic partnerships. Does that, does that seem accurate?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, it does. Because I have a very stable career and a good career and mm-hmm. I stay in the one place for a long time. I've done my job, my whole, you know, pretty much my whole working. I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't, um, I, a midwife, I don't know what I would do. Um mm-hmm. so I've been very stable with my career, but my my romantic relationships are
1: yeah <laughs> not very good. Right. Okay. So, okay. So you know you've done like all the things, right? You like you've done therapy, you've done I mean you've done you just listed yeah. a bunch of stuff, right? I don't have to list it all again. So yeah. <clears throat> let me ask you this. Um what have you learned from all of that? Like I know that you can Connect those dots, right? Like, okay, mm. dad abused me, but I still wanted to help him. I can see the same thing going on in yeah. my romantic adult life, right? Mm. But through all of this work, other than connecting some dots, like what else have you like really gleaned from this? What have you learned? Um well, so, another way well, to say is what's shifted, what has shifted for you?
2: I guess it's just shifted into my consciousness. Like now I'm aware of why I make the choices that I make. Um, uh, so I'm very consciously aware of it. Um, but but I, I guess the thing that I really struggle with is trusting my own gut and yeah. actually saying no. And my last the last two relationships that I've had both have been narcissistic uh, have had men with narcissistic traits one was quite bad um but i knew early on with both of them that they weren't good for me and i knew that they had a very low self-esteem in themselves but i still
1: stayed okay 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 so now we're getting somewhere now we're getting somewhere so here's here's what i'm seeing and then you can tell me what resonates and we can go from there so this is super common um First of all, I have a podcast episode. I don't remember the number, but it's basic. it's called the five stages of personal development or five stages of growth, something like that. Um, okay. I'm forgetting what episode number it is. I'm just scrolling quickly to see if I can find it, but it's not, it's not coming up, but um, look for that on my podcast and for one else also I will. Um, look, look for that because what's going on right now is that you've built the awareness, right? Yeah. Yes. Which, which isn't a bad thing. And I don't want you to feel like you're not doing anything or haven't accomplished anything because a lot of times people go through their life attracting certain types of people or certain types of relationships and not having a freaking clue and not actually yeah. taking the time to like figure out why they're attracting. And like, if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. So you've built that awareness, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right but it's only the first step. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Okay. That's not to say that like, Oh God, it's like you've got, you know, uphill battle from here. To be honest, I think that the first, well, technically um, according to the five steps, um, Awareness is the second step. The first step is just realizing there's a problem, right? Some people yeah, don't yeah. realize there's a problem. Just, they just think, "Oh, this is how relationships are. They kind of suck," right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so you've done so <laughs> already. And honestly, I think that those two are the hardest because admitting that there's a problem and admitting yeah. that something's not right to yourself and yeah. then to someone else, especially to yourself though, is incredibly challenging. And then to be and then to have the courage to actually like. Work with a therapist, do the work and love action trick, do all the things that you've done to actually yeah. begin to connect the dots. Like, a lot of people don't want to go there. A lot of people, especially if there's been like any kind of abuse or violence or trauma, like people don't want to go there for good reason, right? It was very traumatic. Yeah. It, was, it, was it,
2: it was awful. It's awful going back there.
1: Yeah, it's awful, right? But you you chose to do that. And so you were able to build these connections, these dots. Yep. Right? Mm. Right? Yeah. Right. But the next step is to actually now begin to heal and integrate. And that's where you're getting tripped up. And okay. The good news is that this this stage like it takes probably the most time in a lot of ways because healing is just going to take as long as it takes, right? Yeah. But in my mind, I don't think it's necessarily the hardest thing to do because you've already done the much more difficult things of admitting to yourself that something wasn't right and then like having that courage again to go back to, um, look at different things. So you said you've done inner child work. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the inner child work that you've done?
2: Um, I've done, uh, inner child work in terms of who runs my show, um, in that. So when I'm playing out these relate, so with my first narcissistic relationship, um, like why I chose to stay in that, in terms, of it was actually my little inner child that, who was, you know, five, six years of age, who believed in fairy tales and happily ever after. And, you know, eight out of ten times, that is what that man gave me. You know, um, Great. I was going, you know, I was going to live happily ever after on the farm and watch the sunset with a glass of wine for the rest of my life. And so, um, so she ran that show. And. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the shadow in a child work was um, a lot to do with, you know, why I've done some pretty silly things in my life, um, yeah, that have, you know, been quite, been mistakes, you know. And, um, yeah, so that's the sort of work I've done.
1: But, what, um, what like, okay, so I see that you've built the connections, like, okay, this is my inner child who wanted to stay in this relationship, right? We got that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What else have you done with with that little girl inside of you? And I'm also not familiar with shadow inner child work. So,
2: you oh, that? um, so the shadow sort of inner child work is more to do with, um, like why good people do bad things. Um, not necessarily bad things, but, um, and it's a lot of it's a lot of Debbie Ford's work. Um, okay. She sort of did a lot of that and. My counselor does a lot of that work as well. So,
1: um, what kind of stuff do you do with the inner child? Because I I hear that you've built those connections. It's like, okay, this inner child that wants to but what? But what are you actually doing with her? Like, how are you
2: feeling? I really honor her. Oh, okay. Um. So I like I go back and honor her, and I do a lot of it through meditation. So, um, Mm -hmm. actually, I use your meditation quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. just to go back and find that point in my life with her and just support her and like love her through it and tell her that she's safe and that it's it's all going to be okay and um, so that she doesn't sort of feel, you know, mm-hmm. um, bad and hurt. And, yeah, and then I, so sometimes I'll do like inner child work that, you know, like I have... A princess that sits on my, you know, end of my bedside table, that honors her, and um, just to always um,
1: love her. Mm-hmm. So, I can you ask you this: the yeah. stuff that you tell your inner child, do you um, do you really believe it? Do you really resonate with it?
2: Um, that's taken a bit of time to resonate with that. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've I started out. Doing that, probably not believing that, but continuing to do that. And I'm now just starting to actually believe that I do deserve better and um, mm-hmm. that I'm okay. And this is also something that's not just struggled me with my relationships, but also in my health as well. So mm-hmm. um, I get to a certain point in my weight loss and go, oh, well, stuff, but you know, I get 80% of the way there and not hundred percent away there. So, uh, it's probably not just in my relationships. It's also with, you know, my
1: health that I'm working
2: on as well at
1: the moment. Um, okay. Two things are coming to mind. I want to just jump in. So the first thing is when you don't, when you didn't believe, and maybe you're still not totally on board, like when, like when you're talking to your inner child, like, like yeah. it's you just like 100%, like, yes, I believe this, this is true for me
2: uh probably about 90% there now
1: okay so you're 90% so you're not 100% no not yet okay Okay. so sometimes that can be problematic right okay because like what happens if well I don't know think about when you were a kid and like someone was telling you something and you didn't really believe it what'd you do
2: um I I didn't really trust them
1: right right exactly exactly yeah so there's a okay. there's a few things, yeah. there's a few things to that you can do to go about this. One is we can dive into what are you actually telling your inner child, right? Like I really am not a fan of like mantras like, like I'm enough, I'm awesome, or I'm beautiful, or I'm loved, or whatever it is, right? Like I just don't yeah. really like those because okay. if they're not really believable, then like it's just. just gonna do it and you're like this kind of sounds silly or like why am i doing this or like this isn't me anything and i think it can create some distrust because you're like what the hell am i even doing right Uh, and so i don't know what exactly you're saying to your inner child and we can definitely talk about it and there's things that you can just add to the phrases that makes it more believable um but what i'm also curious about is when you don't really believe it what is the voice or what is the thought that's going through either yours or your inner child's head like you're talking inner child and you're saying da 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 da, and your inner child's like yeah I don't really believe that like what is that voice what's that voice saying um the first thing that just came into
2: my mind when you said that was that it can all be too good to be true
1: and um it can all be too good to to be true to be true and something's gonna wreck it okay (laughs) okay Okay, yeah. this is good. This is good. Who's yeah. whose voice is that? Um that's yeah, that would be
2: that that young girl that you know just
1: No, 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 it's not her voice. It's not her voice. Oh, okay. Now she might have know. heard that when she was like eight years okay. old or whatever age, but she was she didn't come out of the womb with those beliefs, with those voices. So where did she learn them? Whose beliefs are they? Um they
2: actually—it's probably actually my mum's, not my dad's.
1: There you um, go,
2: boys. Yeah,
1: tell me about yeah. that.
2: Um, I guess. Well, my my mum and I have a. Like um, my mum, we have a, an okay relationship, but it's not a hundred percent. And I guess it's the way that she sort of handled the situations at the time as well so um yeah and it was uh, it was just like you can't I can still remember this actually now I'm thinking about it I can still remember as a in my late teens early 20s when I'd finished my degree and I'd bought my car um, a brand-new car with, you know, in my own money and I had a job and I was just sitting out of my career. I'd gotten to my goal weight. I was the least weight that I've ever weighed. I was very healthy, very fit and, like, my mum just tore me down in strips, like, who do you think you are, you know? um, Yeah, so God, it makes sense. That. Um, and it just sort of stripped me down, like of, you know, you can't, you're not um, okay to have it all, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a part of you that so, believes this. Yeah. 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 So, um, if like you're nothing,
2: I've ever done is ever good enough.
1: If you mm-hmm. lost, if you lost the weight, right, and your mom's yeah. like, "Who do you think you are?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to stay safe, presumably. You might have been back. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do to stay safe now?
2: Um well I'm really challenging those beliefs again. Um
1: uh, I don't I don't really know what I do. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what you do. (laughs) Okay. You attract the same (laughs) crappy (laughs) relationships.
2: okay well yeah that's true actually you know funny that you say that because that's what my counselor said to me too she said the same thing she said it's not to do with your father this is to do with your mother so Mm -hmm. it's that constant trying to get approval it's
1: it's, it's a pattern that you're playing out that you learn through dad of how to relate to men so it's something you've learned through men but you know like you know repeating patterns and relationship patterns are never like or they're very rarely at least like so black and white and like, you know, there's, there's nuances. Cause you had two parents. Right? Oh, yeah. um, and you also had like grandparents and teachers and like parents, friends or friends, parents, yeah. whatever. So like um, there's lots of influences, right? So it's never just like yeah. a carbon copy or whatever. Um, however, yeah. it does appear to seem that you are replicating stuff from your, your, the relationship with your dad. Cause that's how you learned how to relate to men. But yeah you are playing small and not allowing yourself to actually leave the pattern, stop the pattern because there's a part of you that still believes mom's voice.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So I don't know how to get over that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's, 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 okay. There's a lot of things to do. So, so one of the, there's, there's two ways, there's two ways and I'll, and I'll walk you through, through both. But, before we get there, and I do, and because I, I think that'll be a good place to end on. What I also just want to say is, um, why are you doing all of this work in the first? Actually, I'm going to ask you this: Why are you doing all this work in the first place? Because
2: I, I just want to be the best me I can be. Like, why? I just I want to, I just want to reach my. Like, I've always told I have all this potential, and I'm just. Like I just, all I've ever wanted to do is have a healthy, loving adult, mature relationship. Like, and that hasn't happened for me yet. So, um,
1: So you say that you're doing this because like you're doing all of this work on yourself and all that kind of stuff because you want a relationship. I
2: want to, yeah, not with myself as well as with someone else. Like, okay. I want to be I want to, yeah. Okay.
1: But if you're being really honest and not just like answering what you think doesn't make you sound like however you might be judging yourself, like, and it's okay to admit it. But, like, well, let me ask you this why, um, why do you feel like you struggled with weight and why do you feel like you want to lose, lose the weight?
2: Um, I need to lose the weight because I actually, um, through all the stress and years of obesity, I actually have a heart condition, so um, now it's not necessarily to fit into a dress or to look good or to please other people. Now it's because I actually have a health problem and I really want to live as long as I can for my children Great. and be there for them because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good mum like, I, and I only am a good mum because I parent opposite to how I was parented and I don't always get it right, but I, you know. Sure. I, so, yeah so really you know, that's why it hasn't
1: always been the reason though right no not at all no <laughs> okay. no it is now but it. I'm just kind of it, wondering like if you're doing a lot of this work with a strong attachment to something outside of yourself yeah like you're like you want to do this inner child work and look like I get it like like you know relationships are often like I always call like you know, whether someone's like a relationship coach or a career coach or like a whatever kind of coach, like it's all life coaching. And like, honestly, and as you know, in the tribe, like, you know, people, people come in because of a relationship question or relationship issue or a lack of a relationship issue or whatever. Um, yes. But all sorts of things come up in the tribe, right? Like people are talking about, the oh yeah, and money and health, like all sorts of things, right? Yeah. And so it's yeah. basically just like the quote unquote gateway drug.
2: <laughs> yes that's right very true. <laughs> and, it's, and,
1: it's, and it's like that for any other kind of life coach no matter what their specialty is and you know anyone can challenge me on that but that's what i strongly believe but the point is is that though even though there might be an attachment to the beginning to something outside of yourself like oh i want to lose the weight or oh i want a better job and more money or oh i want a relationship like that's fine if it gets you yeah. in the door of this growth but but like after that you kind of have to release the attachment to any particular outcome okay. because then you're not really doing it for you, right? Like you're not doing this work for yeah. you and you're not yeah, doing like, this inner child yeah. work for your inner little girl. You're doing it for someone yeah. or something else. And, and, um, and, and one, like, I th- I think that creates part of this this disconnect because you're like, okay, I'm doing it universe. Like, where's my guy? Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's like, <laughs> like yeah. there's a disconnect from, from that perspective. Um, but okay. then also when it comes to like on the more spiritual level and emotional level, when it comes to manifesting, like it just doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, find, you know, in my life, lives that that first and foremost like you have to be able to practice non-attachment in order to get what you want and non-attachment doesn't mean like okay nicole i'm going to tell you just to not care about having a relationship and that's not attachment no that's not non-attachment non-attachment is well whether or not i'm in a relationship my worthiness stays the same whether i'm not i'm in a relationship my sense of self and my sense of um you know, what I can offer to the world and who I am as a person, like that stays the same. That's an attachment. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. so I probably have had that attachment to doing this work to achieve that goal.
1: Yeah. And and a lot of people have this around like, around like us. And, um, and, and I know that now you have like a deeper reason, which I, which I think is, is it's not good that you have like, this this cart condition but like i'm glad that that the reason is something else that is that has a deeper meaning because also a lot of times when we have an attachment to something else then really we're doing the work on willpower right or or, or we're running off of willpower i should say that's our that's our fuel and unfortunately only gets you so far and that's why you might feel like well i'm getting like 80 percent there but not 100 percent there and that's mm-hmm. like classic willpower because that's just, that's just not how it works, right? Like, like willpower yeah. is just, it's, it might get you out of bed to start running like, you know, for a week or a month or whatever, but it's, you know, that first day that's like under, you know, 32 degrees or zero degrees for Aussies, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to get out of bed and run today. <laughs> Right, yeah. There has to be like a deeper, a deeper why beneath it. Yeah. And so, so for you, I think that would be some really great journaling for you to do. Like, why are you really doing this work? That's beyond just a relationship. Just think of like getting a relationship as the fricking cherry on top. Like it's not the goal. Okay. Yeah. and so and do some journaling, do some meditation and really just ask yourself like why are you doing this work? like I don't think doing this work is a bad thing. hell, I'm doing this work. I sell this work I think it's I, I'm yeah. a price, but I think it's I think it's worth it because I think it makes the world a better place, right I really okay. do believe that the more people that wake up to this stuff, the world will be better right And so yeah. that's that's part of a, a big part of my deeper why um, mm-hmm. but it can't be attached to you know, making a certain amount of money or having a certain career or having a certain relationship, because that's just never going to take you. It's going to take you 80% there, not all the way there. Um, yeah. so I know I segued a little bit from what we were getting to before, but I just wanted to emphasize this because I just, it was just coming up for me just based on some of the things. You said, and I just think also other people listening would benefit from that conversation as well.
2: So it's it, just interesting what you said, because I haven't actually really given it, um, that much thought about why I'm doing this and, you know, why I'm doing this for myself rather than I'm doing, you know, yeah, the the relationship is the cherry on the cake sort of thing. So, yeah, 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 there's
1: lots of reasons. Like Sometimes people are doing this work to break generational patterns. Some people are doing this work for their children. Some people are doing this work for the greater good of humanity. Some people are doing this work, um, you know, as a way to connect with spirit or source or God or divine or whatever. It doesn't, it like, and it doesn't have to be one thing either. It can be, it can be lots of different things, but I think that the less you can attach yourself to like a physical manifestation of the thing that it is that you want, then, um, You're going to just find that deeper why, that deeper motivation to, to do this work. Because I also have a feeling if there is a strong attachment to like getting something in the material world from doing this work, then there's a really good chance that you're going through the motions right? Like you're talking to inner child, you're journaling, you're doing the meditation, like you're doing all those things, but you're kind of just going through the motions. Like you're doing it mentally, but emotionally and spiritually, it might be lacking. I'm not saying that's what's necessarily going on, but like often I find when there is like a strong attachment to something physically manifesting, um, that also could be happening. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's actually, yeah, that's been really interesting because I have Since being in the tribe, actually, I healed a lot of some of the spiritual stuff from the girls helping me there, and um, yeah, and it does make you think like about what you said about generational patterns. And I don't want my daughter, and part of raising her has been to have a good self-esteem, a good self-worth, and not relying on other people to tell her that she's okay and she's beautiful and that just to know it in herself. Yeah, because I don't want her to do what I've done um it still may be there actually but like she hasn't seen the physical violence and the sexual violence and and that so that's gone from her generation um totally Totally. but yeah there's still probably some other things there from you know her dad and I's divorce that will linger but um yeah but
1: yeah. yeah I so think that'd it. be a beautiful deeper wire if that's part of it. Um, so, you know, we talked just briefly about your mom and the belief that she's still playing, playing on. I just want to make sure we touch on that. Um, first yeah. of all, in the tribe, I'm not sure exactly when it'll be next year, probably January, February or March, we're going to have a whole <laughs> month's theme on um, healing, like things we've we have from our parents that aren't supposed to be ours, like they're limiting beliefs and thoughts. <laughs> um, so, cause like, this could be like a whole wider conversation. Like I could just coach you for probably a solid hour, at least on how to like begin to detangle yourself from your mom's your mom's beliefs um yeah which is like obviously we don't have the time to to do that here but i i will say okay. a couple of of things um okay one have you ever done any release work around your mom no okay so that's where i would start and this doesn't involve talking to her um, no. you know, at all. Um, however, I do think there can be a lot of healing with that, even if you think it's impossible. It is, trust me. Um, but one thing that I would, that I, I think would be really awesome for you to do is, whether through meditation or through writing a letter, um, yeah. give back these beliefs to your mom. Okay, they're not, they're not yours. I
2: haven't
1: done they're, that. They're hers. Okay. And I don't know if you know much about her upbringing or how she was raised or what her parents are like, but a lot of times learning that information can really help you to see, oh, she believes this because this is what happened to her or this is how she was raised. And that just further helps to disconnect you from the beliefs that she's passed down. Does that make
2: sense? Because that is intergenerational because she was actually... I didn't have a good relationship with my maternal grandmother and she was actually very abusive to my mother. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And Um, I do think this, you know, might be a conversation you want to have with her at some point. Um, mm -hmm. I will teach you how to do that (laughs) in the tribe because it's a wider conversation and some things need to happen before you just say like, Hey mom, can you tell me about the time you are abused by grandma? Like, no, like that's not how to do that. (laughs) But there can be a lot of healing from that because it can really help you to just give back her beliefs. But for right now, a really, I think emotionally, energetically safe thing to do is just to simply write a letter and give back her her beliefs and say, I know that you have this belief because of da, 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 da. And I know that you were just saying this to me because you were trying to keep me safe because you loved me. Um, mm-hmm. And that love, unfortunately, just came out as fear, you know, is trying to keep me safe from disappointment or from whatever she might've experienced in her life, you know, and just basically talking about that and just giving it back to her so that when you do talk to your inner child and do that work. And I love that you're doing that, that you're able to connect with her more because she doesn't have this old belief of like, well, you know, it's too good to be true or can't have all yeah. the things or, or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Cause that's actually come through my, like, like even as an 11 year old that came through and like she put me on a diet at 11. So
1: yeah, there's, know. there's a lot of stuff there. I wish we had more time to go yeah. into it, but there's a lot, I mean, yeah, being put on a diet by your mother at eleven, like a lot there's a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah there is actually.
1: <laughs> um, uh oh shoot, there was one other thing I was gonna say or ask but now, I can't even remember. This is happening a lot late and having brain farts. Um but that's okay. I might <laughs> um, yeah, how does this how does this feel for you? Oh, that feels really good. It feels really good and it um I hadn't
2: thought about doing that and I really hadn't um it's only really come into my awareness that my mother's actually been a big, you know, as big a part of it as what my father has. So, um, yeah, no, that feels really good. I'm really gonna. I yeah. love homework. i love, I I always do homework. Um, so I'm definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of times like we focus on one parent because there's just like so much more obvious. Patterning that yeah. we ourselves like, oh, yeah, or something, but you know, both parents are going to have an impact because both, I mean, you know, even if both parents weren't actually raising you, if like one was absent, that still had an effect, right? There was still that lack of presence yeah. as a presence, mm-hmm. right? um yes. Also, um Nicole, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? You can give me a, a range if you don't want to tell me your exact. Oh, no, I'm 45. Okay, so you're 45, you've been doing this work for three years, right? Yeah. So let's just also put this into perspective that you have 42 years of programming to deconstruct and to heal. Yeah. (laughs) That's
2: right. Yeah. So yeah,
1: Yeah, you've been doing this for three years and um, there's literally decades of programming to connect those dots and then do the healing, do the spiritual work. And it takes a lot of time. And, um, and I know that you've already seen a lot of growth because you've, you post about a lot in the group. So it's not like your life hasn't gotten worse <laughs> since you've been doing. Oh, no,
2: not at all. So,
1: so I, and I don't, I don't want to just leave you with like, you know, you know, you're on the right path, keep doing it Cause I want to give you some tangibles, but I also do just want to highlight that, you know, you have a lot of decades to, it's a deep program and you're doing a really good job and you've only been doing this work for three years. Yeah. So thank you. you <laughs> to be a little bit easier on yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And that might be some programming also from your mom. If your mom was putting you on a diet, 11 years old, I have a feeling she was probably pretty hard on you. And so my guess is that you're being hard on yourself too, because that's just something that you learned.
2: Yes. Actually, yes. I I never thought of that either. (laughs) I honestly never thought of that either. So yeah. 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 Between her and I, I think they're the two... West critics of myself <laughs> so yeah that's very true
1: thank you so much thank you thank you so much for coming on the show and before you go what what's your biggest insight or takeaway
2: um my biggest insight really is um that one that we just said about the the critics and and my mother and myself and really going back and and looking at the role that my mum played and writing that letter and just getting that all out in a journal and on paper. And that's like, that's something I'm, de- I've, I'm doing. I'll do that this weekend on my day off from work and awesome. I'll light my candles and set up my safe place and, Good. you know, dive deep into that. Um, when I I always make sure that I have the time and and allow that to happen. So, yeah, that's. That's great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show and I'm glad.
2: Thank you for having me. Thanks, Veronica, for having me.
1: Thank you so much to Nicole for coming onto the show. I know that it takes a huge amount of courage and vulnerability. Just the willingness to be coached and to open up and to share and to be willing to go back to things that are painful and maybe you don't want to think about or talk about, but then to share all of these things on the air and with thousands of women takes so much vulnerability and courage. And I just am so appreciative of you, Nicole, because I know not only you got a lot of benefit from our coaching conversation, but I know know that your conversation and your questions and your vulnerability are going to help thousands and thousands of other women. So thank you so much for that. And I think it's fair to say I say safe to say that I can speak for them and that I know that they are really grateful for you asking these questions and for having this conversation with me today. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's break down the call with Nicole a little bit. So again, she came onto the show saying, well, I'm doing all of these things, but nothing's really changing. And as you could tell from our conversation, there was a lot of different ways we could have gone, right? Like we could have just focused just on her mom and the relationship with her mom. And there's definitely a lot there. And, you know, we could have done that, right? But I also just found that there was a lot of other things coming up, a lot of other limiting beliefs that I just wanted to make sure that she had some awareness so that she had some space to work through them. And, and this is why I did this. One, she's in the love action tribe. So I know she's going to have that space to work with me a lot deeper on some of these things, especially around her mom. I also know that she's in therapy right now. So she's going to have um, the opportunity to work with her therapist on a lot of these things that are coming up. Up. now if she wasn't in the love action tribe if she wasn't doing or working with a therapist I would have done this call very differently and I'd have just picked one avenue and just gone down that so we could have really made some strong headway on one particular area that was coming up that is the reason why she's not moving you know forward or at least where she wants to be in her in her love life but because she has these tools and resources to continue on these other um you know, to go deeper. And so a lot of these things that came up in the call today, I just thought, okay, let's just actually go a little bit broader here and see a lot of different things that are playing a role because she's going to have the resources later on to dive a little bit deeper into each of these topics. One, she's been doing a lot of personal development work. So some of this stuff she can just do on her own because she has the tools. She knows how to connect with the inner child. She knows how to do those inner child meditations, all that type of stuff. So I didn't really need to do that with her on the call today because she's very aware and clear on how to do that um, on her own okay so let's go over four big reasons why you find yourself doing all the work but you're not exactly where you are in your love life and all of these came up with Nicole's call but I just want to just run down the list boom 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 so you just have them right here um, you can jot them down on your on your notes or something so that you can refer back to them at another point so the first thing is that you're you have the awareness you can connect the dots between why you're doing something and and what how that connected to something in your childhood but you're not actually doing the healing. And ultimately, what's that what that's like, it's like using a hammer when you need a screwdriver, right? So yes, you might need the mental in order to connect the dots and using the intellect in order to form those connections. However, ultimately, what we're talking about is an emotional problem, which means you need to solve it with emotions, right? You can't think your way through solving an emotional problem, you can't intellectualize it, you actually have to use emotions. So notice if you have a lot of awareness, if you could psychoanalyze yourself to death, but you've never actually have done the inner child work, or you never actually worked with a coach or a therapist and talked about stuff or let a lot of emotion come up, or you've never written that release letter to an ex or the universe or God or your parents or yourself or your inner child or whoever it is. All right, so the first thing, awareness you have awareness, but you're not actually doing the healing underneath that. The second thing is that you might have a strong attachment to the physical manifestation of whatever it is that you want. Now, that often is what gets you in the door, right? Wanting a relationship is what often gets you in the door of personal growth, right? Like that's a huge reason. Another big reason is people want a better career or more money or start a business or lose weight or be a better parent or whatever. And so there's like, there is some sort of, quote unquote, vain thing that might get you into the door of doing a lot of this work. But at some point, you have to let that go, because it's just not enough to keep you going, because this is really hard work. And also you have to unattach or disattach your ego to the outcome. Because whether or not you ever make the money you want, whether or not you have the relationship you want, or you'll have the body that you want, or whatever it is, you have to be able to stand in a place of Um, sovereignty and and who you are and your worthiness. And if you're doing this, just because you want a relationship, and that's the only reason why you're doing this inner child work, and that's the only reason why you're doing this forgiveness work or whatever, you know, the aspect of the work is, then there's going to be a huge disconnect. And you're probably going to feel a lot like how Nicole feels, which is like getting 80% there. It's like you see it, but not quite, you're not quite there. All right. So second thing is you have a strong attachment to a physical manifestation of what it is you are wanting to call in. The third thing is that someone's voice is still stronger than your own. And we, and then we came up with this with Nicole, and this was a huge aha moment for her. And honestly, something she's only scratched the surface on. So that's why it's always great to, you know, work with other coaches and, or different therapists, because other people are always going to have different opinions or different, they're going to ask you different things and are going to help you see things in different ways, just by just, a different human simply asking you different questions, right? Like I've, I've worked with coaches pretty much consistently over the past, oh, I don't know, four or five years. And but it's always different coaches, because different coaches have different perspectives, different skills, different things that they can support me around. Um, and this was just something that I was able to help Nicole with and like, wow, like seeing how strongly her mother's voice is still playing a role. And it's kind of diluting the emotional work that she is doing with her in inner- child and, and probably also some forgiveness work because she's got her mom's voice in the back of her head saying like, well, it can't be too good You know, if it's too good to be true, like, don't trust it. Or you can't have everything, or whatever it is, can't be too happy. Or who do you think you are for losing all that weight? Right. Like, of course, that's going to have a pretty strong imprint in her, in her mind, in her heart. And that's, and it's still very much there. And she hasn't done the um, detachment work to really detach herself from those beliefs and give them back to her mom where they belong. And, you know, that was like, and I told Nicole this. while we were talking, but I'm, I mean, I'll just talk about parents for a second. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that. But gosh, healing the relationship with your parents—I could go on and on—and how important and how transformative it can be. Um, and there's there was just so much stuff there that we that we could have talked about. But you know, like I said before, because she has these resources between the tribe and her therapist, you know, we didn't go too far into it. But just know that if you've got voices that are not belonging to you and they belong to your parents, um, and they're holding you holding you back one of the most important things that you can do is just see that they're your parents beliefs because of their upbringing because of their experiences growing up <clears throat> and <clears throat> and they're they're not yours so let's move on to the fourth thing and this is kind of tied to the first thing but i just but not totally. So I just want to, I just want to mention it. And that is just going through the motions. So even if you are talking to your inner child and writing the release letters, and I've got clients who definitely have done this before for sure, is they're just going through the emotions, you know, I might assign, okay, I want you to talk to your inner child, I want you to put a picture of your inner child up on your desk or your bathroom mirror, or I want you to, or I want you to write a letter or whatever it is, and they'll do it because you know, they're high achievers and they are they're goal oriented and they probably made straight A's growing up and so they wouldn't do all the assignments perfectly. And I'm sure many of you can relate to that. However, going through the emotions is not enough. And I, no, going through the emotions, not the emotions. Going through the emotion going through the motions is simply not enough. And it's very similar to just doing the mental work. However, this can be a little bit more a disguise because you can think that you're doing the emotional spiritual work, but you're really not. You're just going through the motions saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing that Veronica told me to do, but your heart really isn't in it. And if that's the case, then you're not really doing the healing for that inner child or for whatever that limiting belief is or that old wound or or whatever it is that's creating the beliefs, the actions, and and the patterns. So let's just recap these really quickly. So number one, you have the awareness, but you're not actually doing the healing. So you're in the mental realm, not the emotional, spiritual realm. You have a strong attachment to whatever you physically want to bring into your life because of this work, and you haven't detached yourself from that or your worth from that. Um, Someone else's voice is still stronger than your own. And what I will say about this is a lot of times women will say, well, Veronica, I really believe that. You know, I really believe that you just can't really have everything. Or I really believe, you know, that men are like this or relationships are like that or whatever, or that I should, you know, go out more, I should lose weight or whatever it is. And, And I hear you. However, you did not come out of the womb believing that. So whatever beliefs you just think are true or that you need to live by or whatever it is, Ask yourself, like figure out where it came from and really be honest with yourself about whether or not it's your belief too. You did not come out of the womb thinking whatever limiting belief you have. So just know that no, it's not yours. You learn it from somewhere. You probably learn it from mom and dad or whoever raised you, but not necessarily. You come from other sources too, but those are certainly the most common. And then finally, you're just going through the motions. Even if you are doing the, the emotional spiritual work, you're not really emotionally invested or in it. And so you're not really going to see the changes that you want to to see. And as you're working through a lot of this, and especially if you're doing some inner child work on your own, I just want to give you the suggestion. And I actually gave this to to Nicole after we stopped recording. So you didn't hear it, but she was talking about how she does inner child work and she talks to inner child. And one thing that I think she could do, and if you do inner child work and you're like, "Eh, I don't know, it doesn't really do anything for me, then try this have your inner child actually respond back to talk back to you. Not like in a, I'm talking back to you, but like not in a sassy way, but just like she's responding back to you. What would she say? How would she respond to what you're telling her? Does she believe you? Does she trust you? Um, Does she want to hear more of what you have to say? And that can often um, help you to connect with her in a deeper way, because you can kind of see like, You know, where the holes are, right? Like, had Nicole done this, then maybe she could have discovered on her own or eventually that maybe some of the voices in her head were still her mom's and she was still treating them as her own. Um, or in, and she might discover some other things as as well. So try that on for size. And this is usually something I assign my clients, not just to write a letter to your inner child, but to actually pen pal back and forth, or to even just have a conversation out loud back and forth. Because you can learn a whole lot about what the real fears are, or what the real thing is that's holding, holding you back. So just try that. And then if you do try it, let me know, come over onto Instagram, Instagram. And let me know, I'm Veronica E. Grant again. And your action step this this week is just to identify, okay, if you can, first, if you relate to Nicole and that you're doing a lot of the work, but nothing's changing, then identify what that thing is. What is it that's actually holding you back? Why aren't you moving forward? Is it because, you know, you're just going through the motions or someone else's voice, you have a strong attachment to physical manifestation, manifestation, or you have awareness, but you're not actually doing the emotional healing. Or is it something else? Maybe you're not actually putting the time into it. Now, obviously, this was not Nicole's issue, but I've definitely talked to people who are like, "Well, you know, Veronica, I, I, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to date more, and I want to attract another type of person." But they're not actually willing to put the time or energy into doing the work in order to shift who they're attracting from. So maybe that's just simply it. It's just. The commitment, and there's the lack of a commitment, even though you think you might be doing it because you're going on a bunch of dates. So, whatever it is, come let me know on Instagram. I love hearing from you there. And before I let you go, I've got uh, just one more reminder about the Get Over Your X challenge. Um, you can join us over at veronicagrant.com forward slash get over your X, and it's 100% free. And we're starting um, on Monday, December 10th. So, if you're listening to this around the time this podcast was released, then don't delay in signing up and joining us for free because it's only going to be available that week. And I'm just so excited for this because I just love helping women get over their ex. And I'm just really excited to share with you um, my five-step process to help you do that because Netflix and wine, it might feel good, but it's not going to change your life. Let's be honest. All right. So I will see you next week here on the podcast and hopefully also in the Get Over Your Ex Challenge. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. remember... Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.
1: Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen